did a movie night where we watched Billy Madison and Tommy Boy, and Tommy Boy held up Billy Madison not as great. No. <laughs> and that pains me to say it because it I hurts. love Billy Madison. Yeah, I mean, Bradley I Whitford isn't Billy Madison. <laughs> He's the best asshole in that movie. He's so good. I have to say my favorite non... Uh, I almost said Law and Order. My favorite non-West Wing Bradley Whitford role is in Cabin in the Woods. Oh, He's that's just that. excellent. Mm-hmm. Minnie! Minnie! Would you like this chair, Minnie? Oh, no, that's UC's chair. Um, all right, so we're going to get these two episodes out before the cold medicine that I took. Uh, yeah, you can tell that you're a little stuffed up there. Uh, I'm not, like, my nose is fine. It's my throat. Oh. Like, there's a lot going on there. Um, we can, oh, cool. You don't need that for, like, talking. No, we can thank Travis. My voice sounded awful <laughs> yesterday. Uh, <laughs> I, mean, I can go to the cold store and just pick out my favorite cold. <laughs> can you imagine if there was a cold store? That would be hilarious. <laughs> oh, I smell an SNL sketch. <laughs> Someone um, call Mulaney. <laughs> I mean, he is hosting in February. He is. He canceled on Toronto again for the third time for it. I saw that. Did you have tickets to that? No. The only way you can get tickets to see John Mulaney is through uh, an act of the gods. Yeah, I. So the, when I got to, which is how we got tickets to John Mulaney. When I saw him a couple years ago, when he was first touring the Comeback Kid stuff. Um, I was up at like 4 a.m. And that's the only reason I got tickets. Oh, my God. Yeah, he sold out two shows in Portland. And the only way we got tickets is my friend April couldn't go like an hour before it started. And we had four tickets to it. And And we're only two people. We're only two. So we were calling everybody we could think of in the radius. Like, hey, we have these tickets. Do you want them? Like, these are insane tickets. They're really good seats, too. Yeah. Anyway. He's a good performer. Hmm? He's a good performer. He's amazing. Um, he did that whole Catholic Church bit. Uh, the uh, yeah, it's my fave. <laughs> anyway, so welcome to Monster Pod, the pod that is about monsters. <laughs> Sometimes, most of the time, it's about buddies' pants situation. And say, yeah. have we fought a monster yet? This this arc? No, because you baked really good, and you avoided having to fight my monster. I was baking <laughs> we a dragon earlier. We did. Oh, yeah. fight a oh that's from. right. We did fight a dragon. We did just fight it. Buddy got a sword, and we fought a dragon. Yeah, that, that episode, episode isn't, isn't out yet. yet. And I was struggling. We recorded this like two weeks ago. I was struggling to remember what we did in the second episode. Yeah, we don't <laughs> usually break up stuff, but this lended itself to uh, breaking up. But um. Yeah, you guys did fight that, but you also baked way better than I was expecting you to, so you didn't have to fight the spiders. Wasn't it spiders? Yeah. I'm glad we didn't have to fight the spiders. That's fine, yeah. Um, The spiders were actually a pretty easy fight, but I felt like I needed to punish you guys for baking badly, but you didn't. Um, You baked a middling pavlova, and I just happened to roll really shitty for two of the teams. So, I mean, we didn't bake great, but people bake shittier than us, is what you're saying. When they should... Because... The part that I realized when I was editing was that those were the two teams that helped you guys make yours. <laughs> well, that sucks. Okay, just to clarify, though, those weren't like actual people. Those were like demon projections, right? Yeah, they weren't real people. It wasn't like other real people that had been shanghaied into our little... Uh, no, no, no. Thing. It was uh, okay. demon projections of Kim Joy and Henry from the okay. Great British Bake Off. And then, I just wanted to make sure we didn't like accidentally kill And then a demon people. projection of Sadie's mom <laughs> and their respective teams. Uh, well, great. That's good. Yeah, so you guys did that. You fought a dragon and you saved Brie. Oh, yeah. She was the princess in the tower. Yeah. I wouldn't call her that, though. <laughs> I mean, but it's fun. Oh, I'm Emily. I'm the Keeper of Monsters. Oh, yeah. Keeper of Keys and Grounds at P.O.D. <laughs> oh, hi. I'm Travis. Play Buddy Norman. You're a friendly neighborhood cameraman. I'm Sarah. I play Thomason, and she is the spooky. And I'm Sadie. I play Jimmy, and he is the initiate. But for how much longer? <laughs> I mean, that's just a go- ongoing situation. We never know how much longer they're not they're going to be okay with him. <laughs> I look forward to all of you guys changing playbooks at some point because that's how this game lends itself. Yeah. I mean, if Jimmy survives, I'll be amazed. <laughs> yeah, I say let's get through the uh this whole mystery first. You guys then... have to survive because I don't want 
uh, anyone to have to pay for new uh, iTunes artwork. <laughs> <laughs> no, like we can make it easy. If Jimmy dies, just his mysterious unknown twin brother, Jamie. Jamie. <laughs> Jamie? <laughs> Jimmy and Jamie. <laughs> Jimmy Jam. <laughs> Uh, All right. So when we last left you guys, you had just been transported out of a castle tower onto the grounds of like a, oh, Sadie, you've seen Knives Out now. This is going to be fun for you. I have. It's the best thing in the world. And I'm mad that it's not going to win an Oscar. (laughs) I I think I might have selected it on my Oscar ballot at work. So fingers crossed. They're going to be making a second one. They are. A second Knives Out? Yep. Yep. I don't know what plot is going to continue. Knives further out? I don't think, yeah. I don't think it's going to continue Knives anything. In. I think it's just, I think <laughs> they might carry on with, like, Daniel Craig's character, maybe. Yeah. And there was one joke in there that uh, Ryan Johnson at least liked on Twitter. Like, somebody made a joke that uh, uh, Daniel Craig's accent will be, like, without any explanation, just different. He will no longer have a southern accent. He will be the same character. He will be in a new place solving a new mystery. And it will just continue like It's like season two of uh, Hemlock Grove, where that lady's horrible accent just went away. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. Um, But they explained that They did, well. It's better if they don't explain. Well, they they tried to explain it. They tried to do a lot of things with that show. Yeah. The first season was good. It's because the first season had source material. The second season did not. Yeah. There was a third season, right? Uh, apparently. Was there? Oh, yeah, because the weird fish guy was there. <laughs> uh, How do we get here? Knives out. Yeah, you guys just showed up on the grounds of, like, a nice uh, manor home, and you are dressed in tweed suits, and you have been given um, uh, magnifying glasses. Oh, yeah, we're all Sherlock Holmes. Oh, uh, right. It's four Sherlock Holmes. Yes, uh, four Sherlock Holmes and... Uh, no vampires. Glass. Three Sherlock Holmes and a government employee who is also one of the Sherlock Holmes. <laughs> there we go. I got there. And I'm on. I'm like 98 percent sure we made that same joke at the end of oh, last we did. episode. But <laughs> I feel like I had to take a lot of surface roads to get to that joke. But <laughs> okay. Um. So yeah, you guys are on the lawn of this uh, manor home in new clothes. Well, fuck. Buddy checks his pants for how many pockets he has. <laughs> Buddy checks his pockets. Yeah, he counts them. It's the normal amount of pockets for that pair of pants, so four. Yeah, my shoulders definitely just drop and I am noticeably sadder. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get you back to your, your cargo pants, dude. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah, you're just wearing normal like suit pants. I assume the pants aren't tweed. I didn't really. I look. feel like the whole thing is tweed. It's I like mean, a tweed suit. A tweed suit is tweed, all tweed, tweed right? Pants That's just sound really uncomfortable. I mean, well, tweed in general yeah. is not. It's like the jackets with the patches. I I don't know why I made you guys nerdy professors, but I just I feel like Sherlock Holmes was not served by being comfortable all the time. Like he was certainly an asshole because he was wearing uncomfortable pants. Oh, no, he just did heroin all the time. Yeah, I mean, there's that too. And annoyed it makes his you roommate. Good at solving crime. Yeah, he just. Did a lot of heroin and annoyed his roommate. Yep. Um. <clears throat> any anything else? So we're just we're we're just on the grounds of this manor home. We're all dressed like Sherlock Holmes. Do we have giant magnifying glasses? Like you have normal size magnifying glasses. <laughs> oh god, just normal size. Why would they be giant? I don't know. It's a demon so prince's mind fuck. He's going for realism in this fake TV show he's created. If he was going for realism, we would not have won that challenge, and you know it. He was just as surprised as you were. <laughs> is there anything um, around that screams, this is a clue? Like maybe a giant sign blinking that says clue? I don't know. Can I roll to investigate a mystery? Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> That's gonna be... That's actually pretty good. A 10. Okay, for a 10, you get to ask two questions, but um, I, I just ask two questions. Like, do I have to an- ask the questions that are on the sheet? Like, they're... I mean, for... What is being concealed here? <laughs> nothing. Oh, God. You're just on the lawn. 
None of these are going to be helpful. I guess what happened here, maybe? I don't know. Um, so off the, the uh, like gravel path you're currently on, you see some uh, footprints in the mud. Single set of footprints Helpful. that lead up towards Thomason's just going to start marching toward the house. She is very much ready to get the hell out of here. <laughs> All right. Uh, you guys head up towards the house? Yep. Also, if you're going to take notes, uh, this will probably be the section. already on it. Of course you are. I can't remember if at the end of the last mystery you guys actually no, we made didn't. it into the house or... We were just on the grounds. Okay. So um, you guys head up the walkway to this uh, like manor home, which looks a lot like the house where you first met King mm-hmm. K. Um, however, when you enter the front door of this one, there doesn't seem to be any sort of traps or puzzles, just the sounds of arguing from the room just beyond the foyer. Foyer? Foyer. Foyer. Sure. <laughs> you don't pronounce the R. Anyway, there's arguing. Yeah. Uh, Jimmy is going to go in the direction of the arguing. All right, you make your way to the next room and see a group of five people dressed like they're from the, I don't know, tens, the 1910s. <laughs> Not the 2010. Titanic times. I was going to say, those are Titanic two very different times. things. So they're dressed up for like a dinner party. Um, and they are gathered around the body of an older man who seems to have met some kind of unfortunate end. Uh, he is surrounded by a pool of blood. And the group looks up when you enter. <laughs> oh, hi. Uh, a man in what I can only describe as a butler's outfit uh, with a tailcoat uh, looks up and is like, art. Are you the detectives? You were here very fast. We're detectives. That's, yep, uh-huh. That, <laughs> that's that, what's that, happening. That's us. Here yep. to detect the crimes. You're here about the man in the pool of blood. So he was murdered, right? Clearly. No, but- he just fell like that. <laughs> I can't tell if you're being sarcastic. <laughs> um, the, the butler... Everyone kind of stops arguing, and they're they're staring at you. And the butler seems to be the only person capable of like having a decent conversation with you. It's like, uh, yes, this is the master of the house, uh, sir. My notes are terrible for this section. <laughs> <laughs> After telling us that we should take notes during this section, that's <laughs> good job. <laughs> yeah. Um. No, this this man, the the master of the house, Mister Cooper Horn. Uh, we. I mean, everyone was in a different place when it happened. Go figure. Uh, but we, we found him like this. Um, we, we're, I mean, clearly we're not sure why or we wouldn't be just, just be standing here like this. But Emily, can I ask you a question? Always. Uh, is everyone in the room dressed in primarily a different color? No. <laughs> <laughs> so there's no, like... Mr. Mustard? <laughs> Colonel no. <laughs> Oh yeah, he's a colonel. I forgot about that. It's been a while since I played Clue. It's Mr. Green. <sighs> Thank okay, you. Okay, so not Clue. Got Is it. Is there All a right. Mr. Green? Just wanted to check. There's no old lady dressed in purple. <laughs> uh, can I get close to the body and investigate a mystery? But um, I want to use the site so I can. Uh, you can see the invisible, especially spirits and magical influences. And communicate with spirits you see, and they give you more opportunities to spot clues. Yes, and I did actually plan for you to use I that. I figure. I would hope so. Ah, <laughs> uh, seven, and that's plus, shoot, I forgot what my plus is. God, I'm so bad at Wouldn't this game. Weird? Plus sharp, so eight. All right, you get one question. What happened here? <laughs> if you just say a murder, I'm quitting the podcast. <laughs> So as you near the body, uh, you see that one side of his head is very clearly, like, dented in. Oof. Which explains all of the blood. Was it a candlestick? That's for you to find out. <laughs> so yeah, you are kind of looking at this man laying in a pool of his own blood with a, a dent in his head. And uh, I'm for, for uh, eight, I will give you that you can tell that the body has not been moved. So you know that he definitely died there and uh when you look up from this you see a man the man the man that you were just looking at uh watching you look at him oh this is awkward hi (laughs) is that me yeah sorry am i dead Uh, i mean clearly yeah i think he got murdered oh well 
darn. Uh, <laughs> any chance you might have seen who it was? No, I... No one, like, came into the room and then you blacked out or anything? Well, I mean, clearly I remember not being alive anymore. I mean, yeah. No, I was in my office with my brother, mm. and then I came out here to check on dinner. The last thing I remember is someone's hand on my shoulder and something hitting me in the head. And a, a ticking noise? Mm-mm. Sorry, I, I have to take notes. I mean, this you're a detective, me, not I understand. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, well, that sucks. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I pre- I'm not actually sure if you're even a real person, so maybe I shouldn't feel this bad. I mean, I, I appreciate the, the sentiment. Um, if you could, if you could solve this, I feel like uh, I'd get to leave if you solved this. Well, can't make any promises, but I'm pretty sure we'll be stuck here too if we don't. So, at well, least you know we're trying. Um, the bathroom is the second door on the left upstairs if you need it, and um, <laughs> the my butler Leland, um, he he should be pretty helpful. I trust him with my well, not my life anymore. I suppose. No, I wouldn't. Um, I'm I'm just <laughs> let me know when you uh, solve that. And then Thomason, your uh, the power that is making you able to see this ghost starts to flicker, and he goes away. So very important question. Yep. Well, I mean, we can't see this ghost. Do we see Thomason talking to this ghost? Yes. <laughs> yeah, I, I always love when that she looks crazy. Happening. Um, yeah, all of the the people that were gathered around the body have kind of backed away. I would be more embarrassed, but I'm also pretty sure they're not real. So. <sighs> Uh, Thomas then is going to go to uh, Jimmy and Buddy and Bree and explain what the guy said to her. Well, that's interesting. Yeah. So we need to figure out what the ticking noise is and then, I guess, talk to... Maybe a watch? Maybe. I, I don't know. Did he get beamed with a clock? scans the room for people standing there who have wristwatches on. Oh, that's smart. Um, You're so much better at mysteries than me. <laughs> that was in character. You yes. sound almost surprised. That's the best part. <laughs> so there, like I said, there are, I guess there are six people. Whoops. Uh, there are six people in the room with you. One is the butler. Um, he is not wearing a watch. Um, there is a woman who's in her late 30s, not wearing a watch. Uh, there is a man who looks to be uh, 40s-ish. Uh, watch. Um, a younger girl, like early 20s, no watch. Another woman in her early 20s, no watch. And a man of mid to late 20s range, uh, no watch. Well, I'm gonna go talk to that man in the 40s. Is he the only one with a watch? Yeah. Okay, yeah. But when when you start to walk over there, Bree is kind of like, don't you want to, like, talk to them individually? You know, like, like we're supposed to investigate things. Buddy claps twice to summon the butler. <laughs> Leland just stares at you. <coughs> uh, could we set up an interview room or something? Oh, of course. To just have to say so. Yeah, but I figured you work on a clap-based thing. I don't know. I don't know how any of this works. Um, Mr. Horn was always a very respectful employer, so unfortunately... He used a bell? He used his voice. Oh, okay. But he's gonna get punched by a butler. <laughs> uh, um, so yes. yeah. Uh, should you need to conduct any interviews, the the dining room is this way. Uh, I apologize for the dinner things being left out. We've we've had quite an evening. And he leads um, you through a set of double doors into a very large dining room with a long dark wood table. Um, it's been set for only four people, but a very fancy four people. Um, a large roast is sitting in the middle of all of it. Hey, buddy. Huh? Why don't you go ahead and roll me an act under pressure? Okay. Uh, not great, but it's a seven. Okay. So as you guys are kind of settling down into this uh, dining room, buddy, you reach over and you sneak uh, three or four dinner rolls from a basket on the table. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So it's only set for four people, but there were six people, including Leland, in that room. Yes. Se- seven, including the dead guy. Yes. 
One of them being the butler, so he obviously wouldn't be there for the dinner. Okay. So, so do we have want one to... extra patron here then? Possibly. Two. Well, because there's six, including the butler, who wouldn't have a place set at the table. Seven, including but the dead seven man. Seven, including the dead guy. There's okay. three people who wouldn't have been sitting. Mm-hmm. All right. So but do we one start of them with who works there? Yeah, that you know of. There right. might be it's... like other maids or servants, but we don't know that yet. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so do we just call them in one by one and interrogate them? That sounds mm-hmm. like fun. Yeah. Should we start with his brother since we know that they were talking before? You know, assume that was the man with the watch. Yeah. So he was the only oldish man. Yeah. Yeah. If you consider forties oldish. Well, that's why I said oldish. <laughs> Look, we're all less. rapidly approaching forty, so maybe we should keep our mouth shut. <laughs> oh, I'm approaching it at the normal rate. <laughs> I am not close to 40 yet, Sarah, so you can just shut your mouth. Apparently Sarah picked the wrong cup when she was looking for the Holy Grail. (laughs) (laughs) I chose poorly. (laughs) I chose very normally. It's the coffee mug that says property of Jesus Christ on it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, man, watch, let's go. Okay, Uh, so I assume you asked Leland to bring in um, Mr. Horn's brother? Yes. Yeah. Uh, So he brings in this well-dressed man in his 40s uh leland as he's leaving is like this is uh mr mike horn uh mike horn not mike horn i know my cold is gonna make it sound like mike horn anyway so he just walked into the room pointed at the table and identified his <laughs> cob of corn sitting there <laughs> how about you eat a dick and uh interrogate this witness Okay, do we want to set up like a point person to ask the questions or do we all just want to yell at once? Okay, and also mechanically, how do you want this to work? Because our like in-game mechanic for this is investigate a mystery, which has almost nothing to do with the type of questions we'd be interrogating. No, you're still going to roll it, but you can ask like one relevant question or two relevant questions, or you can manipulate a person if you need to, like. Yeah. I'm assuming we can, like, just talk to people in character, too. and Yeah, if you get too, like, nosy, then you'll have to roll to investigate a mystery or manipulate a person to get information. Cool. Okay. Who's the most intimidating person in their group? Jimmy. Yeah, it's definitely Jimmy. Yeah. <laughs> it's Bree, but I'm not gonna do this. <laughs> I mean, Buddy has the most manipulate somebody. Let's just somebody let powers. Emily talk to Emily for an hour. I was gonna say, that's, like, that's the thing. Like, if, if we go at it as a good cop, bad cop, situation jimmy's definitely the bad cop and buddy is definitely the like wouldn't it be good cop bad cop hungry cop (laughs) say good cop bad cop drunk cop (laughs) that's what it is there it is good cop bad cop is there any liquor in this room (laughs) it is the dinner table it is there's a bottle of wine sitting out there it is yeah yeah thomason's gonna pour himself a glass of that (laughs) buddy pours himself a glass of gravy (laughs) just it like a martini glass well, he's got rolls. <laughs> he puts a little roll instead of an olive. Just he's just pulling rolls out of his pocket, just dunk them in his martini glass of gravy. Jimmy takes Good a second cop, to just sort cop, of like. Gravy cop. <laughs> Jimmy so takes I, a second to just sort my, of sigh. Uh, roll into my gravy mug and uh, cross my leg over my other leg, sitting across from the dude who's. Uh, so I'm, you're I'm fully doing Daniel Craig in. <laughs> knives out but with gravy except directly in front of the man that i'm interrogating okay <laughs> just say uh so uh what were you last night that sound you just made is gonna be so hard to edit <laughs> yeah what was your question where were you last night i was at my home he uh, looks confused you weren't at the dinner party the dinner party that's currently happening I should probably have gotten a schedule before I talk to you, because I don't know when things are happening. My brother was just murdered, like, an hour ago. Did you do it? No! (laughs) Are you sure? Positive. How can you be so sure? Because I was there. At the murder scene? I can just I can picture the face that that Please Travis roll is to getting right now. A person. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, that's very good. That is an eight plus three. <laughs> I was not. I mean, I was just at the murder scene because we all gathered around it when we found my brother dead. But no, I was. Where was he? Oh, I was in 
the study looking with for the candlestick. Some... <sighs> I did this to myself. I think we get at least one more <laughs> of those jokes. I was in the study looking for some papers for my brother, and I heard a thud, and I came out, and he was lying there. Um, what were you and your brother talking about before he left the study? Uh, we were discussing our business deals and other businessy things. What kind of business are you guys in together? It's a good question. <laughs> <laughs> the murdering brothers business. <laughs> I did not murder my brother. I am in the shipping business. We were discussing a partnership with my brother. Oh, you were discussing a partnership with your brother. Yes. He answers the questions, but he, like, kind of, like, crosses his legs and his arms across his chest. Like, he is not into your unconventional good cop, bad cop, gravy cop. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, you don't seem very professional. I don't know if I trust you to solve the murder of my brother. We have solved every mystery that we've encountered. That's actually not incorrect. Yeah. It's not wrong. We, we have a very good track record. We just don't have a great uh, plan of execution. I don't know. I'm not good with the thinking part. We, <laughs> we have solved every mystery we've come across. And uh, we do what needs to get done. And not everybody enjoys what we do. <laughs> but it works. Clearly. Uh, are you finished interrogating me? Where were you the night of the murder? <laughs> right oh my here, God, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm interested. Who was the dinner party for? What was the reason? We were just having dinner together. Don't you ever just have a dinner party for the fun of it? No, I eat alone on my couch. Um, who else was supposed to be there? <laughs> uh, you would. You'd like a list of invitees? Yes, please. Um, well, there was myself and, uh, my brother Cooper and his wife, Norma, and his daughter, Laura, who are all here presently. I assumed as much. Thank you. Really alone on your couch? (laughs) Look. I mean, I ate dinner alone in my bed and watched Knives Out last night, so... (laughs) Buddy, the previous night was probably sitting on his couch while Gothi launched cheese curds into his mouth with a slingshot. That sounds like the best day. Yeah. I say that as Emily, not the man you're interrogating. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's bring in the next folk. Uh, Mike gets up and leaves. Uh, Leland pokes his head back and he's like, who would you like to see next? Um, Let's bring in his wife. Yeah. Uh, I will go get Norma. Uh, so he brings in the woman in her 30s. She's pretty hot, you know, as she would expect an older man in the 1910s to have for a wife <laughs> is she about his age no she's, younger? she's younger she's about okay. uh 10 years younger okay oh wait no sorry he's about 50 so she's about 20 years younger <laughs> i mean good pull cooper <laughs> he's a handsome man uh she comes in she's very fancily dressed um and uh she's she looks upset but not like my husband was murdered upset she looks upset that she has to do this well, if I've seen 80 episodes of the Forensic Files, and I have, <laughs> she's a murderer. <laughs> what are forensics? <laughs> what are you talking about? Oh, I didn't murder my husband. What is wrong with you? <laughs> we is don't have time the to truth? get into all of that. Can I roll like an insight? That's Dungeons and Dragons. No, no it's a really different bad. game. You can <laughs> investigate a mystery and manipulate yeah, you just a person. Pull out your D20. <laughs> I listen for clicking or ticking noises. She is silent. <laughs> she ain't got no tickers up in there? Nope. Okay. Um. So, Miss, Mrs. Horn, um, can you think of anybody who would have reason to murder your husband? I mean, he was a very nice, successful man. Can't. Hmm. I mean, I feel like the only person who might have reason to kill him is Laura, his his daughter. She is the sole beneficiary to his will, after all. You You're not listening to his will? Excuse me? <laughs> I think we all ask the same question in different ways. Yeah. <laughs> You're not listed in his will? Uh, not, uh, well, I mean, we've only been married for about six months, so I f- don't believe he's had time to update it. Sucks for you. Yes, thank you. <laughs> um, 
how is Laura and Cooper's relationship? They seem to get on just fine. How's your relationship with Laura? She's there. I mean, we're not particularly close. Where were you the night of the murder? She was here, dude. She was here. (laughs) Buddy, buddy, the murder happened literally an hour ago. Uh, If you must know, I was upstairs looking for a pair of earrings before dinner, and I heard a sound and came down, and I found my husband lying in a pool of his own blood. What kind of sound did you hear? A thudding sound. What kind of earrings did you grab? The ones I'm currently wearing. They're nice. They're like blue, (laughs) diamondy. They're fancy. I was picturing the heart of the ocean, but earrings. Like, I don't know if that helps you <laughs> That guys. is the first thing that came to my mind. Um, how often do you guys have these dinner parties with his brother and his wife? Uh, brother and his daughter. It's a weird family, the way you've laid that out. <laughs> yep. <laughs> oh, I don't know. Once every couple of months, we like to host uh, things here. You know, you have the house, you have all this space and a decent staff. Why wouldn't you use it? Dinner parties seem like a lot of work. Yeah, especially for only four people. I mean, I didn't have to do any of the cooking, so. Right. True. You have help for that sort of thing. Doesn't everybody? No. No. (laughs) Not even a little bit. (laughs) You must live very sad lives. Okay. I mean, that's a bit rude. But anyway. I've been Um, trying to teach my troll how to cook, but he's not getting it yet. Your troll? Is that what you call your children? No, just a troll. Oh, that's surprising. <laughs> anyway. Um, so with your husband gone, you get nothing and everything goes to Laura. What about Mike? Does he get anything? Well, I mean, I believe he was entering in a partnership for half of uh, the business, but I don't really know how that's going. What happens to that now that he's dead? If I had a copy of the will, I could tell you. Do you know where he kept it? In his study. I'm going to make an assumption real quick that the papers that Homeboy was looking for were papers to draw up this new deal with his brother. Mm-hmm. I am a so neutral probably party. Probably no deal set up yet? Probably this is just not. Travis talking. Yeah, there probably wasn't a deal set up yet, especially because he, he said that they were setting up a deal. Yeah. Right? Like it's... So he has nothing on paper. Right. Um, your your brother-in-law, Mike, does he have, like, money of his own, or is everything, like, is it, like, family money, or, like, did Cooper make money on his, by, like, by himself? I, Mike is a fairly successful businessman. Um, this partnership is definitely going, well, is definitely, I'm not quite sure where it's standing. They don't talk about business a lot with me. <sighs> right, the patriarchy, that shit sucks. Anyway, um, <laughs> Okay. So you get nothing, Laura is upset to get everything as far as you know, and Mike has money on his own. I'm assuming it's, like, a lot of money that Cooper would leave. Look at this house. I mean, people can be house poor. She has the heart of the ocean for earrings. She's got two hearts of the oceans. (laughs) Yeah, we actually found them at the bottom of the ocean. Um, (laughs) Some old lady had just thrown them down there, I don't know. I mean, that has not happened yet. I mean, they brought her onto this ship, and she told them their whole story, and they paid for her whole trip, and she just, like, fucks off with the thing that, no, it's really weird. (laughs) Something about a big door. (laughs) Okay. Anyway. um, Okay, Norma. uh, Thanks for coming in. Um, We might ask you some uh, more questions. Who are the, the other people who are here today? The ones standing around your dead husband's body? There was Mike, who you've spoken to. Yeah. And Laura, yeah. his daughter. And then Leland, that nosy butler. <laughs> and then there was, uh, oh, the maid, what's her name? Josie. And the pussycats. And uh, we don't have animals in this house. Don't. <laughs> and then uh, John, the cook. Or okay. I guess Laura's fiance, whatever you want to call him, but he is just the cook. Sorry. Laura is marrying the cook. I know, it's disgusting, isn't it? I'm sure that's what I was going to say. Um, okay, cool. Um, and you don't like Leland? He's... Mm. <laughs> 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 I feel like you're making a face which doesn't translate well to an audio medium. <laughs> it doesn't. <laughs> I also thought I was going to sneeze, so I couldn't finish the sentence, but, oh. you know... Read into it however you need to to make this work for you. Um, 
I feel like we heard somewhere that uh, Cooper trusted Leland with his life. It's weird that you don't like him. Well, I mean, that means a whole lot now, doesn't it? I mean, yeah. All right. Um, anything else, guys, you can think of? I've got nothing. Buddy? Wow. All right. Uh, I <laughs> imagine Buddy saying that as he's refilling from the gravy boat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just back turned. <laughs> And this is 1910s gravy. That is like chock full of butter. It's just Ooh, lard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Literally like butter in animal fat. Yeah. <laughs> and so much salt. Um, okay. So should we talk to Laura or to her fiance who is also the cook? Let's start with Laura first. Norma gets up and, and leaves in, you know, a very haughty fashion. Uh, <laughs> Leland, I like her. <laughs> Leland pokes his head and he's like, uh, who, who would you like to, to speak with next? Um, Laura, please. Okay. Uh, a couple seconds later, a young woman in her, her early 20s comes in. Um, she is crying. Well, she has been crying. Uh, she's not in a great, great state. Um, oh, no, we're going to have to be sensitive. And this is not, <laughs> not our strong has. suit. No, it's definitely <laughs> no. not. Um, I can't really... do crying voice very well, so please be sensitive. <laughs> um, we're really we're we're sorry about about your dad. We just we have a couple of questions just so we can get to the bottom of who killed him. I mean, whatever you need to do to to figure out who did this. Um, can you can you think of anybody who would have had reason to kill your dad? I mean, I don't I don't want to be uh, rude. I mean, we love Root, so. <laughs> oh. Root's kind of the only thing we do. Um, yeah. Well, I heard my my father and my uncle Mike, uh, would someone go by Mike in 1910? Probably not. No. No, but go for it. Just, it's just it's already established. It. <laughs> yeah. Um, I heard them arguing um, as I was, I went out to the garden uh, before dinner, and uh, when I was leaving, I heard... What sounded like my father and uncle in in the study um, arguing about something, but it didn't seem like my business. Could you hear what it was they were arguing about? It was very muffled, um, but it seemed like my uncle was doing most of the yelling. Um, do your do your father and your uncle have, have they fought in the past? Did they have one of those relationships where they did like to yell at each other? I mean, those happen. <laughs> I don't think they enjoyed it. I mean, you can enjoy yelling at someone. It's fun. They've had um, a, a bit of a, I don't know, a tense relationship. Uh, this is really why you shouldn't go into business with your family. But, you know, that's not my place to say anything. Um, it's a sensitive question. Um, with your father gone, who stands to inherit this whole place? Well, I think it, it might be me. I know he had Norma written to his will right after they were married, but I don't think that was going to last for very long. What, what, what do you mean? She's kind of rough, rude, mean. <laughs> well, yeah, we just talked to her. We get that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you, the, the, it was kind of a shaky marriage. Uh, roll to investigate a mystery. Uh, roll manipulated person. Aha! That's a 10 plus two. It is 12. I think Norma is having an affair with my uncle. Oh, wow. Interesting. What makes Tell you think me more. <laughs> I I don't really have any salacious details. I have been trying to ignore it as much as I can. It's a little icky. You really need to be more nosy here, Laura. You, you gotta <laughs> stick your nose where it don't belong. Just all the time. <laughs> uh, now, sorry, going back a second. You said she... Your father had written Norman into his will. Yes. And you know that for sure? Yes. He asked if I would be okay with her receiving, you know, uh, half of, of his estate. And, uh, I mean, obviously, like, she was his wife and it's what he wanted. So I couldn't couldn't say no. And, uh, honestly, I don't really need all of that money anyways. Did your dad know about the affair? I, I believe he did. He said that he was meeting with his lawyer last week to, to do some renovations revisions sorry <laughs> i mean like both technically work or he writes his will into like i don't know the structure of the house i mean that would be cool <laughs> do you know if he actually did make those revisions 
I was just going to say fucking renovations, Emily. I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't know if he finished it. Interesting. Okay. Um, I'm just going to keep prying into all your personal business. Well, you're going to have to look forward to rolling manipulate a person. <laughs> uh, your mo- uh, stepmom said you were going to get married soon. Yes. To the cook. That's not Typical. a likely match, I feel like. Right? I mean, he's How does that happen? Two people hanging out in the same house all the time. Yeah, that's exactly yeah, that like Titanic times. It's exactly what happened. My father didn't care. Norma doesn't seem to enjoy it very much, but she doesn't enjoy much of anything. <laughs> so your father had no problem with no. marriage. He was going to let it happen. Oh, of course. Did your father like your fiance? I mean, he hired him. I mean, that doesn't mean a whole lot. She hired us and she hates us. Points. I point to Brie. I don't hate you. Oh. Did you don't like hire us? us? Also, I wasn't a part of the decision. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still not entirely convinced that Buddy just showed up at the wrong door one day and has just had a job ever since. <laughs> <laughs> it checks out, honestly. <laughs> Alright, so you weren't getting all of the money in all of your father's estate. Um, and, and, and you said your your father liked your fiancé. How does your fiancé feel about your dad? I mean, they, they get along fairly well. Um, I know... John was in the the kitchen the entire time. Um, he didn't even come out when when other people heard the sound. He was very loud making dinner. Are you eating all of the gravy? Uh, I mean, I probably will at some point. Oh, okay. I just take another chug off my martini glass. <laughs> it's just it's just better to let him do thing. It's just easier. He seems very happy. It is good it's, gravy. John is very good at his job. We like to keep them happy. It's better. You know, there's a thing with the katana we don't like to talk about. <laughs> what? Um, it's fine. It's fine. Anyway, um, anything that, so you heard this thud sound? Um, no, I was out in the garden. And then when I came back in the house, um, people were already out in the hallway. And then about uh, three minutes later, uh, you, you showed up. Well, we're just, um... We've got great timing. How did you know? We have. It's a secret. We're very good detectives. I don't That's even it. remember if people have phones in the 1910s. <laughs> yeah, phones were around since like the late 18s, right? Yeah, they had a phone in Downton Abbey. Phone. Okay. Because <laughs> one That's the end of Bell that. Steal the phone? <laughs> that is to say, I specifically remember an episode where they got a phone. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh, God. Don't worry it. about it. <laughs> they didn't have iPhones for damn sure. Um, They weren't sitting there playing Candy Crush in 1910. They were not. And they were better for it. <laughs> um, your, your your father, was he just generally well received by like the, the, the maids and cooks and general helping people? Yeah, I mean, we only have three employees, but they all seem to like him very employees well. I mean, Leland best. loves him. Leland, he's been around for a while. Your dad, oh, yes, he's Leland has been around since before I was around. He and your dad are like close, very close. All right. Um, anything else that you guys can think of that we should ask Laura? I think I've got what I need. Mm, buddies, mowing down on some more gravy and bread. Yeah. All right. <laughs> so we have the maid, and we have John the cook, who was in. The kitchen the whole time. Yeah, and then I do want to talk to the butler, but let's talk to him last. Yes, agreed. So do you want to start with John? Mm, probably. Seems like the next logical step. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Leland sends John in, handsome man, late 20s, wearing an apron and whatever the fuck cooks wore back then. Is he cute? He's real cute. Damn it. He's engaged. I'm not going to hit he's on him. He's engaged and he's not real. <laughs> I mean, there's that, but like he's also engaged. <laughs> I would like to say that was Brie yelling that, too. <laughs> I wasn't planning on having Thomason hit on him. I just wanted to know for context. <laughs> he comes in and sits down. He looks very shaken. Um, you the know. second he sits down, I just go, very fine gravy, sir. Oh, thank you. You know, the secret is a little bit of duck fat. Ooh. <laughs> um, how can I help you? <laughs> uh, where were you? When dude get murdered. <laughs> Very unconventional detectives. Yeah, Very professional. Yeah. <laughs> um, I was in the in the kitchen um, finishing up the roast. 
And when is the roast expected to come out? Uh, it, it's already out of the oven. I didn't want to leave it in. It might get dried out. And I didn't know to people would get would get hungry. To, to the table? I wasn't planning on bringing it out to the table. It's in the kitchen right now. This is very good information. <laughs> is someone eating <laughs> chips? No. No. That wasn't a very convincing no, Sarah. <laughs> I have no... I will send you... I will FaceTime you and show you the lack of chips. <laughs> I just thought I heard some crunching. No, I opened a... a um canister of dental wax but that's about it that is what are you doing i chipped a tooth yesterday sadie how i don't fucking know i was eating literally the same two questions i asked (laughs) i was eating soft food too i don't understand and you're doing tooth repair while recording a podcast it it was like cutting my lip (laughs) fair enough okay i'm not taking any of this out of the final uh episode that's but. good. That's, <laughs> I'm glad. But that's probably what you heard, is why I'm telling okay. you. Okay. Okay. <laughs> anyway, um, he's leaving the roast in the kitchen, and... Uh, Buddy writes down his first note. <laughs> roast is in the kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> Buddy's gonna disappear, and we're, like, midway through a conversation, <laughs> and just gonna, like, come back with roast. Um, so, 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 John, you were in, you were in the kitchen the whole time? Yes. Um... And you didn't hear anything out of the ordinary? No, the, the kitchen is, it's a little bit further away. So I heard some scuffling and stuff, but I, I figured it was just normal goings about. Is, is it is it typical for people to be yelling and arguing in the house? Well, it's not uncommon. Who who would you say argues the most in this house? Just, you know, between the four of us. Roll Five to of us manipulate a person. Damn it. I don't have charm. That's not great. That's a four. Uh, it's like it's it. It would be inappropriate for me to. Uh, oh come on, dude! Give us them deeds. You rolled and manipulate a person. Yeah, that's what I do best. So that's a ten. All right. Like, uh, I mean, I suppose this is a murder investigation. I should probably assist in any way I can. Um, Mr. Horn and Mrs. Horn didn't particularly get along. But they've only been married six months. They're already out of the honeymoon phase. I mean, I, I don't really pry that much. You know, what I'm, is I'm, wrong with you people? Be nosy. <laughs> or maybe she You're was always staff. in the stabby, stabby, murder, steal all your money sort of phase. But for real, they're the staff. That's your whole job is to be nosy. No, Did, his um, whole job is to make delicious gravy. <laughs> I mean, what he said. I was kind of just hired to, to cook. Have they spent their whole marriage arguing or is this something that's just picked up in the last couple of months um it i'd say they made it about three months before uh mr horn's brother came back into town Mm. so would you say that mr horn's brother and mrs horn are close i rolled to manipulate a person damn it (laughs) he's the most closed-lipped person we've ever talked to (laughs) he doesn't like to gossip it's a nine i'm gonna roll to help out how are you yeah. going to help? We're all investigating together. I lean on him. Quite literally. Oh. <laughs> I lean very inappropriately. <laughs> That's a six. Sorry, I need to see what happens when you fail to <laughs> help out. <laughs> uh, I think all the attention goes to me. Where's the help out? Oh, it doesn't say what There's happens There's no super fail. failure for that. Um, He just kind of blinks at you and says, they are, they talk a lot. In His voice private? doesn't crack. That was my cold voice. <laughs> they 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 spend a lot of time talking in private? In a way. <laughs> Are they banging behind closed doors, John? I don't know what that means. Uh, Are they, they fucking? having sex? <laughs> you know, the good old P and the V maneuver. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Uh, his eyes get very big, and he refuses to look any of you in the eye. <laughs> I get really close to his face. Are they fucking? It's like that Nick Kroll gif where he's just in the blonde wig, just eyes big. I rolled a 10 for manipulate somebody. He just nods slowly. I love how that's the thing that works. <laughs> this is the 1910s, you guys. Listen, people were still having sex in the 1910s. Emily. Yes, but How they weren't think... talking about it. Sure, they were. Sure, that was the they whole were. thing. They wouldn't talk about it. Go get your cat. <laughs> Meanie. 
I like that she responds. <laughs> she knows she's in trouble. So he nods. So Mrs. Horn and her brother-in-law are having sex behind her husband's back. Yes. Did Cooper know about this? I think so. I mean, he doesn't really talk to us about his personal affairs. I assume it would be kind of embarrassing for him. I mean, yeah. Probably, yeah. All right. Um, I'm trying to think of anything else that we need to ask him. Roll investigate a mystery, all of you. Eight. Eight. Uh, seven. Okay. We all partially succeed! Yay! Uh, he says, I don't know if it will help your investigation, but when I was in the pantry earlier today, I heard Mrs. Horn and uh, Mr. Horn's brother uh, discussing getting on with it. I mean, John, these are the things that you lead with. This would have been useful information to know ten minutes ago. Thank you. Maybe if you guys were better at asking questions, he would have told you. We are not people. People. I think we, yeah, I was going to say, the whole first season of the show was us establishing how bad we are at interacting with other human beings. Well, how bad Thomas and Jimmy are. Buddy's great. (laughs) Buddy's great. (laughs) It works out for Buddy, but Buddy isn't great at interacting with people. He doesn't have great social skills, but they work for some reason? Yeah. Buddy is charming, but not on purpose. (laughs) Yes, that's true. That is true. We just, we just don't have... The, I have no charm. I, zero, I actually have zero charm. <laughs> um, okay. I would say we keep moving on. Yep. I think it might be time to talk to the maid, because she's the only person we haven't talked to that's not Leland. And, yep. Uh, maid time. Yep. Talking to the help. Yeah. Maybe she'll be the nosy one. Okay. Uh, John sighs a huge sigh of relief and leaves. I don't think he enjoyed talking to you very much. Probably not. Does anybody? Not shocking. Um, and they send in a girl in her like late teens, early 20s in a maid outfit. Hi, we didn't catch your name earlier. Uh, J- Josie? Josie. Right. Oh, yeah, with the pussycats. Ignore him. <laughs> okay. So, Josie, how long have you worked here? Um, About a year. So you've been here longer than Mrs. Horn has. I mean, honestly, all of us have, but we aren't supposed to talk about it. You know what? This this room is a pl- great place to talk about it. Just like to come unburden yourself, you know? Roll manipulate a person. Damn it. <laughs> oh, that's an eight. Uh, she kind of trusts you, but not fully. Yeah, that checks out. Um, I had a thought and it just immediately went away because I'm old. <laughs> <laughs> so okay, we're sir. Thomas will jump in. <laughs> Jimmy is in fact older than me, so it's fine. Yeah. How old where? is Jimmy? Jimmy just turned thirty-four. Oh God, he's ancient. How old is Thomason? I think she's like thirty. <laughs> and Buddy is canonically thirty-seven. <laughs> yeah. Bree's like thirty-five. So yeah, you have a bunch of old people. No, I take it back. She's thirty-one. Jimmy just turned 32. I was incorrect. Wow. Buddy is the the adult. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Anyways. The point is, we need to ask a question. Um, <clears throat> Josie, Josie, how did you feel about uh, Mr. Horn? Did you like working for him? Oh, he was very nice. He paid well. He wasn't too demanding. He's just a very nice man. And uh, Mrs. Horn? Well, she's a raging... Um, Come on, say it. You can say it. She wasn't very nice. (sighs) It's just not very satisfying. Um, So. How was, I'll jump in. Thanks. How was um, Cooper and Norma, the, sorry, the horns, whatever. I'm trying to be proper, (laughs) but I'm not. Uh, How was their marriage? (sighs) (laughs) Um... Look, we're basically the cops. You can tell us anything. <laughs> You're so not the cops. Don't lie ever. It was okay for a little while, and then it wasn't. So lots of arguing? I believe she was uh, stepping out. With yeah, his she was porking his brother. <laughs> not a phrase that existed in 1910, but you do you. <laughs> 
I explain it in more detail with my glass of gravy and a bread roll. You know. Can you think of um can you think of anyone else in the home who might have a motive to murder? I mean, you're a maid. You hear everything, right? I mean, I hear most of things. If I'm being perfectly honest, which which you I, should be cuz like I said, we're basically the cops. I think it was either Mrs. Horn or or Mr. Horn's brother. Laura would never do anything like that. John wasn't if he had gone and committed the murder, then the, the potatoes would have burned and he would never let that happen. So you're saying that John couldn't have killed him because he would be too worried about the potatoes? Why well, He was doing his job. He was in the kitchen. He didn't have time. I should know I was there. You were in the kitchen the whole time? Yes. So you're each other's alibi? Yes. Odd that I didn't mention you earlier. John's a handsome man, isn't he, Josie? He's, he's fine. I'm, what does that have to do with anything? Oh, he just what were you doing in the kitchen? My job. Dusting? The kitchen? He's helping clean up. Do you think maids just dust? Where is the location of the roast? <laughs> the kitchen. Okay, she's on to something. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Um, is there anything else I can tell you? I don't know, is there? Just anything you think might be irrelevant. Um, let me see. Let me, let me go through. <coughs> I was upstairs tidying up and I heard Mrs. Uh, Mrs. Horn up there. And then I came downstairs. When I was passing by the study, I heard someone in there. I thought it was, it was Mr. Cooper. Not Mr. Cooper. Well, it's technically Mr. Cooper. Um, and then I went back to the kitchen where I was helping John clean up before before dinner. And then I heard a scream. And then we came out and everyone was gathered around the body. A scream? It sounded like Mrs. Horn. All right. Um, well, thank you, Josie. Um, you've been helpful, I think. Uh, thank you? Um, sounds like it's time for us to talk to Leland. Yep. Let's get Leland in here. Okay, that's where we're ending the episode. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's that's where we are so far. You guys are investigating a, a murder. I'm really glad I watched Knives Out last night. Yeah, I wasn't expecting that. <laughs> but, you know, there should be some more, like, actual police work in the next episode. <laughs> this was actual police work. This is just I've not- watched Forensic Files. Apparently, like, a lot of them. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, let's wrap this up so we can take a short break and maybe, I don't know, cut the blinds off. <laughs> can you just, like, put her in another room? No. She'll never stay. She'll yell. Oh. Which is arguably worse. Yeah, it is. <laughs> All right. Um, how do we end these things? Um, I think I start. You do. Right? Yep. Uh, follow us on social media. We are at RPG on both Twitter and Instagram. And you can find us on the internet at monsterpod.monster. And thanks to Lisa for our cover art. You can find her at lisaspiller.com. And thank you to Gumball for our theme song. Remember to rate, subscribe, review, all of that fun stuff. And uh, we will see you later. Okay, bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Just kidding, it's actually me, Avalon, the host of Boohaha, which is a thing that I do, a podcast, if you will, that happens some weeks, not all. Don't wait up, it's fine, we'll call you. Shut up. Anyway, it's about ghosts and tangents. Mostly tangents, if I'm being entirely honest. So join me each and every week-ish as I gather the funniest people I know to a campfire that I build in my living room and then regale them with spooky tales of boogans and googas. Oh, also, it's a comedy podcast, if that wasn't clear from the vibe, you know. For more podcasts like the one you just listened to, go to SoBelowMedia.com. This, this is As Above, So Below.